0: Uh, good morning, folks. Uh, welcome to the uh, Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch Show th- uh, brought to you by Performance Food Service. Today, I got a great guest, Tony Smith, CEO and co founder of Restaurant 365. Good morning, Tony. How are you, man?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm excited to get on here this morning.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always good to have Tony. We've had him a couple times on some shows we've done previously. You guys are involved in so much of the business, so it's going to be interesting to hear what you're seeing out there. And this this show really is about the labor piece, restaurants uh, struggling to find staff and or keep them, uh, and find the efficiencies in their in their in their um, restaurants. So you can talk about what you're seeing as a business person, what you're seeing uh, as a, as a customer out there when you go to restaurants. You seeing short staff or how are you seeing people address that? What's going on where you are?
1: Yeah. You know, the first thing that I'm seeing in the industry is just to touch on the sales side, right? Because that helps inform the what's needed on the labor side. And what we're seeing in our customers' data is that same store sales uh, on average are up mm-hmm. over 2019. So what you might consider a normal time. So, So the sales are actually there. We're in a resurgence. People have come back to restaurants. Now, that's not true for every single restaurant, but on average. And so, with that being the case, then labor is really important, and even maybe needing to staff more than you have in the past. And yet, that's where the labor crunch is so difficult because these restaurants coming out into this recovery and then not being able to find enough people is doubly painful. There, there's dollars being left on the table there, basically. So, so we are seeing that. We're seeing customers that are having a difficult time uh, hiring as many people as they like. We've We've seen a lot of people turn heavier towards technology to help them. We've seen people trying to get creative we've thought about some of the causes. There's so many experts out there that opine on it. A lot of people felt like it might be the unemployment benefits, but as those expired, uh, most of them, uh, there there wasn't a huge push for applicants coming back to the restaurant. So, you know, we've looked at our data there. We didn't, we just didn't see a big change. Other people think, you know, maybe it was 2020, you laid people off in this industry and they just moved to other industries. And mm-hmm. now they like those industries. Uh you know, some people feel like the limited capacity on child care in schools may be a contributing factor because some people can't get back into the workforce uh, at this point who want to. So lots of reasons. The jobs we've seen most impacted are the back of the house ones. So most difficult to hire for cooks and dishwashers and those kind of folks. So anyways, that's just some of what we're seeing out there.
0: Yeah, you, you hit on a lot of the the main reasons that you do see. And its it's been a fascinating transition because I think it used to be uh, employers had a little bit of the leverage for sure. And folks worked in the industry kind of thinking it's you know part-time and, and willing to accept a lower pay rate. COVID happened, lots of changes everywhere. Um, people were able to take on virtual jobs, uh, flexible jobs, better paying jobs. And now they look back at, at hospitality for the most part and go, wow, why do I want to do that for that? And so you're seeing a, the, the demand for wages to increase, which is impacting uh, margins and so forth. So it's... Totally different, I think, than we were two years ago. So restaurants need to know that, and we're trying, trying to, trying to—not <laughs> that they don't know it—but hammer in that it's not going to be operate the same way. We need to do things differently in terms of keeping, attracting the right people, uh, being efficient with them, and so forth. So you said uh, with, you're in California, I believe. So or you spend most of your, most of your time there. That obviously is a challenging market in terms of uh, uh, wages. I'm sure are higher than across across the nation for one thing. Uh, anything particular to your market that you that you've seen?
1: You know, it's anecdotally, I chat with restaurants when I go there. I love restaurants. I go there all the time, multiple times a week. And so I'll chat with them here, but some of the things we're seeing, you know, our customer base is across the States, it's in every state. So I actually get some anecdotes from everywhere, but yeah, in California, it is especially difficult. The, the wage is through the roof at mm-hmm. this point. I've seen a number of groups that just shut down part of what they're offering. Like, you know, there, there'll be a restaurant group say we can't offer a delivery right now or online ordering because we can't handle that load with our cooks you know so we're only going to be able to serve the people who come to the restaurant i've seen a lot of different changes like that i just went out on saturday and then uh, they couldn't see they closed uh, the patio actually because they they just couldn't couldn't staff enough so i am seeing a lot of that specifically
0: I've, 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 this has come up in a couple of our uh, calls already on this show like that, that frustrating feeling of an owner of having people standing at your door, waiting to sit and you can't sit them just cause you don't ha- have the staff for them. The open tables, closing a patio. It's like, man, nobody wants to do that. It's like, you just want, you want to, you want people to come in. Um, and but I feel it, like it,
1: it's five times as frustrating because you're coming off a time where no one was coming or no one oh, could yeah. come. And so now they can, and they are, and you can't serve them. Oh, frustration.
0: Super, super, super frustration. Anything you've seen or talked to people on the getting staff thing, any any creative ideas, whether it's a Facebook yeah. post or a, a job fair, anything you've seen?
1: Yeah. I mean, a few things that I've seen. I'll, I'll mix in maybe an anecdote or two here of just some some thoughts that I, I have on that. So getting getting applicants, uh but there's probably a few suggestions I have. One, you really need to optimize your job postings. Mm-hmm. I've seen people have success with that. Some of the things you can do, what do I mean by optimize? When you put a job posting out, you might want to have a really cool title, you know, like a, a pizza artist. But those kind of things, a lot of times people aren't searching for a job that says, I want to be a pizza artist. And so you want to use pretty common job titles to get it out there because you'll show up in the searches a lot better. So use, use a common title and then you can use the description to differentiate your job and talk about your culture, talk about some of these things. So, so a common title with a differentiating job description is a really good way to do it. And then uh, I really recommend including your wage ranges. You know, some people don't like to put that out there, but uh, people who are looking for a job these days expect that and, and you need to put that on. Uh, where do you post these? creative spots. I mean, of course, you want to do it in the standard job boards, and then definitely across social media. Uh, but you should also look at, say, industry trade publications. There might be people at other restaurant groups looking to make a move. They read it in the publication, they move over to you. You get an experienced person. Uh, also, industry uh, or university job boards. Mm-hmm. Um, even there's minority job boards out there. There's a lot of places that you can get the word out. Um, you want to nail your online presence. I've seen people with uh, really weak websites and they get low response. If you have one thing that's strong on a website is a career page. Show people why they would have a career path mm-hmm. there and a potential to make more money. That's a great thing to get onto the website to, to strengthen it. Uh, another one. Uh, here's one that a that I saw a customer do. That was. Pre-screen questions. So we have an applicant tracking system that we put out and they were using our applicant tracking system, which allows the applicants to interact with you before actually coming in for an interview. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they had these pre-screen questions that people had to answer if they were going to come in because you get a ton of no-shows. There's people who are just kicking tires. Yeah. If you ask a few pre-screen questions and interact with them through this ATS, it saves you a ton of time because you whittle down to the serious candidates who are willing to answer a few questions. Once they do that, I mean, it doesn't take them long, but once they do that, this customer saw one in 10 interview candidates not showing up. And before they had done that, they were seeing five in 10 interview candidates not show up. And so that that was a big help to get serious candidates. Another one I saw along those same lines is a restaurant that put out a sixty second interest survey mm-hmm. instead of a traditional application. Because hey, you just asked five questions to people. People love surveys; they want to answer it, and and they got three hundred responses, which then generated a lot of in, interest. Where if they had just gone traditional application out of the gate, would have been a lot lower. Um, a offering- question bonus. I, you know, yeah. I, sorry. There's like all kinds of things. You, I'll yeah. it over to you. Well,
0: I want to follow up right there and we can come back to the, the bonus side of it because I think that's important because we're seeing all sorts of things in that range. But when you when you mentioned that 60 second idea, was that something that takes 60, 60 seconds to do or was that, hey, make a little answer questions on your phone and show your personality for 60 seconds? Which What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, the sur- survey like that is so easy to create, right? And there's plenty of survey tools out there. And so what they did, you know, they just created one that they were telling people, hey, take this survey. It takes 60 seconds yeah. to answer. And it had five, you know, few answers. So right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause I, I talked to someone yesterday that uh, a, couple, a couple couple of days, days ago that was, was video using video to create create a commercial. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Have you seen anybody use video in a in a smart way?
1: Now I haven't seen them use video. We've done that in our organization to hire. So I, I haven't seen it in the restaurant, but I have seen us and we've we've asked people, for example, hey, submit a real quick video of yourself. And, you know, everyone has a phone. They can record a 30-second video just telling you who they are. And if they're willing to do that, then you get a lot more serious candidates as well.
0: Yeah, yeah it, it takes another uh, – Not. it's very easy to do, right, because we do have the phone. But it is another commitment level to take, take that out, shoot it, uh, the person just – it just ups their ante, right? To the fact that they would do it, they would hit send. They they, they would have some faith in what they do. So I, I do I do like that idea. In essence, as another layer, uh, to do that. So let's go let's go into. You can do it both from the attraction side and the um, retain side. Bonuses, incentives, anything. Uh, people are layering benefits. Anything you've seen or you think would be good ideas.
1: Yeah, key key things I think on the retention side because that's that is as important. Right. Mm -hmm. So many restaurants turn over 100 percent of their employees during the year. And so uh, daily pay, offering daily pay or creative pay structures, ways to get people their money faster, really valuable because the industry Mm -hmm. is losing a lot of people to, uh, you know, being delivery drivers. For example, make your own schedule, drive for Uber, drive for whoever it might be, a food delivery, a package delivery. And so in that industry it's a lot easier for them to get their money and and so you want to make it easy for people to get paid another one is culture i think you need a strong culture like i said before have a career path on your web page or have creative things in your job descriptions all of that is part of your culture it's funny i was i was at an event in i think it was 2019 or 2018 and someone asked me give us a prediction for five years down the road of something we wouldn't think about restaurants and i said they're going to be forced to have a strong culture they're going to be viewed like a real um you know business employer who has core values who drives towards these things and a lot of people thought of restaurants as just burn and churn these employees and, and i said you know what we're going to be in a spot where they're going to need to operate in that way, a culture building organization. And I, it wasn't because of, of COVID and this specific labor crunch that I was foreseeing. You know, I'm no profit, but, um, but but it was something you could just tell was going that way. And so I really believe in that. Um, maybe just one or two others develop people immediately when they come in the door. Yeah, 90% of restaurant managers started as entry level workers in that organization. And so you should treat every entry level person that you hire like a future manager, not just train them in their job, but give them some other training, too, so they can see that you're investing in them and you might create a great manager out of them. And then lastly, offer better benefits. Right. That's one that's less expensive than pay but that can be as impactful or can really be the thing that puts you above someone else in the employee's mind.
0: Yeah. Great stuff, Tony. I've, I've been taking down a few notes. I want to go back to a couple of them. Uh, I, do, I do agree that that culture piece is a big missed opportunity and you don't see a lot of restaurants take advantage of it. Yeah. On your website, have that page that has personality, whether it's through photos, storytelling, or video that makes you want to be, and, and someone I'm just grabbing someone else's word, but employer of choice, right? You want them to look at you as the place that is hard to work for, not just, I can show up and work for, uh, because there's plenty of those jobs out there. So create that culture where you are, are attracting people all the time, uh, develop people immediately is really, really good, man. Especially that onboarding process. You don't, they don't want to feel like they're a warm body. They want to get uh, a feel of that extra attention, hopefully from the manager, from the owner. If they get that early on, it really creates a different sense, of uh, of their belonging and, and, and treating them like a future manager or telling them a story. Hey, listen, I started like this or Jim started like this. And and that can be a path for you really good. And, and I know restaurants are hesitant to give benefits. Um, not hesitant, it's not the right word, but it hasn't been part of the industry. So that change is probably going to be commonplace in perhaps another three to five years because it needs to be, and it should be, and so forth. So we talked about that. Let's talk about some of the stuff you guys do as it relates to tech efficiency. You guys are a tech company. You Really, that's your strong point, building tools that save time, make make more profits. What are you guys doing in your business to help restaurants that might be struggling with all this stuff?
1: Yeah, I... Here's the way, I'll I'll put it in the form of some benefits that technology can offer. And then I will say, our technology offers all these benefits, right? We're not the only one, but but let me talk about a few. So number one is, I think you need to establish a data-driven culture. You need to train your managers and corporate to be looking at data. That just Mm -hmm. needs to be a part of people's lives because you have to be more efficient than you needed to be two years ago to be successful as a restaurant today. That's just a matter of fact. Labor is more expensive. It's harder to hire and it's more competitive right now. And so that's just truth. So with that, you need to use dashboards to get data into managers hands immediately. So don't don't send them a weekly packet of information. Don't give them monthly numbers to tell them that they miss their number. Get it to them every day or multiple times a day so that they can make decisions on that. So that's really important. Um, what data is important? Well, one of the things that can be really helpful is an accurate sales forecast. So you want to be as smart as you can about predicting those sales, as most people know, so that you can optimize labor and keep food costs as low as possible. So looking at the labor side, you then need to use a tool that will help you uh, with efficient scheduling. So scheduling and, and really if you can link your applicant tracking system I mentioned earlier is very important right now for getting the applicants in. Link that to your HR and onboarding experience so that they're going through a seamless Here's my data, I want the job, you got the job, okay, here's your onboarding, it feels seamless. Then you get into the scheduling side of it with an employee facing mobile app so they can see and interact with their schedule connected to then payroll, so that's where they get paid. Hmm. And if you can really connect that experience for them, then it's gonna be a better experience for the employees and you're gonna be much more efficient. As well a scheduling tool that's recommending how many hours should be on the clock, how many people, all through that is helpful. Uh, we we saw a customer shave five percent off of their labor cost uh, just implementing these tools that I'm talking about. We've seen many customers save data, but that's one that I was just uh, talking with someone about yesterday in our organization. So yeah, we see that all the time. And then lastly, I would say um, with that accurate sales forecast, besides labor, you also want then great ordering of ingredients. Mm-hmm keeping track of inventory, making that a very regular process. And we've seen many customers shave a number of points off of the food cost as well. And, and so th- those are just a few of the things that you could do with technology.
0: Yeah, I love that tech is now affordable for every single restaurant to do the things you mentioned. Five years, uh, Maybe five years ago, you could do, do a lot of it. But 10 years ago, only the big guys could do it. And maybe that's why they were so great and so profitable. But now every operator has the the chance to use tools like, like yours and others to really streamline stuff and, and grab 5% here or 3% or 2%. And those percentage points are going to make a big difference. So you're probably still, uh, I, let me just, I'll give you two seconds, maybe 60 seconds to, to not rant or rave about it, but people have been resistant to the data piece in restaurants. What, how, how, what do you say when someone says, ah, I'm still fine. I'm still, I'm still going to use my paper and pencil. Like what do you, what, when you guys encounter that, what do you, what do you, what do you say?
1: Well, my thought is if, if that's where your head is at and you can survive like that, then more power to you, you know, great. Go and do that. If that's what's meaningful, but just know that you are leaving dollars on the table that could mm-hmm. be coming to you. There's plenty of savings. There's plenty of advancements you could do with this technology. So you might get by one way. But hey, if you're happy and let's say you're turning a 5% margin. Well, I think with technology, it could easily be 10. So so that's my take. And yeah. I love what you mentioned about the, the big companies used to be the only ones that could have this level of tools. And now it's available to everyone. If you look at our customer base, we've got... 30 plus thousand uh, locations. And so if you thought of us as a restaurant group, right, we'd be one of the biggest restaurant chains in the, in the world. Right. And so you think about the technology that we're bringing and, and as a collective, we are one of the biggest, we are one of the big guys uh, in terms of restaurant chains, if you think about location count. And so because of that, any group that this is available should think I can have the technology that a major chain can have and they will have no mm. benefit over me because I guess that would just be my final thought on someone who's resistant to the tech is other besides just leaving a few dollars on the table. Other groups out there are employing it and especially the big groups. And unfortunately, you know, that you may be in danger of them eating your lunch at some point.
0: Yeah. Instead of uh, your customers doing it. Yeah. Lunch, dinner, breakfast, et cetera. Yeah. Hey, t- t- you are, uh, you're a book guy, a quote guy. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I'll give you a couple yeah. seconds to think about it. a quote that you think might, might kind of lead to this, whether it's a management, a leadership, a people quote, something that maybe they could take to a pre-shift meeting in the near future that you think might be valuable.
1: Oh man. My favorite quote right now, I, I should show you, I've got it. I've got it sitting here ready to go up <laughs> on my wall. Okay. So I'm going right. to go with that one. And that is from a league of their own uh, when the star softball player or baseball player is about to quit. And she tells him it just got too hard. And he says it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. So running a restaurant right now is hard. Maybe some employees are running away from the industry because it's hard. But the hard is what makes it great, and if it wasn't, everyone would do it. So I applaud all of you restaurateurs out here who are braving it, because not everyone can do it. So stick with it, and you will be successful.
0: Yeah. wow, that was timely. Good. Good one. <laughs> good one to pull out. He's literally throwing it up on on his wall, and I'll echo that. I mean, good, that's that's a good movie, and um, uh, my 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 family, we're a big softball family here. My my daughter's been playing for years, and so I take that aspect of it. And uh, they do stuff, and por, por, you know, softball is a sport of failure, right? It literally, like, if you one out of three times you do well, you're 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 in the hall of fame. So a lot a lot of failure, and so you would tell the kids all the time, like, it's supposed to be hard. If it, if it was easy, like everybody would be doing it. So 100% appreciate that. So uh, uh, for, for Jamie Oikel from runningrestaurants.com, I want to thank Tony Smith, uh, founder of Restaurant 365, for being with us. I also want to thank our Diamond sponsor, Performance Food Service for helping us put this program out there. Tony, thanks so much, man.
1: Yeah, such a pleasure.
0: We'll catch you soon.